This is a podcast from the Business Times. Some collectibles are real stores of value. This would be the case for jewelry and watches in particular. So these are real assets. And the fact that they're real assets, they can hold their value even in periods of more elevated inflation. In order to feed a growing appetite of recession-proof hedges against inflation, the demand for collectibles is on the rise. Niche assets such as wine, baseball cards, sneakers and diamonds have seen a growth in the number of investors pushing into them. Now, investing for inflation is essential for protecting your wealth. Investing for inflation involves picking assets that appreciate, are tangible or pay variable interest. Collectibles have become lucrative in recent years. According to the Live Trade Bordeaux Index trading platform, whiskey has seen an average growth rate of 19% over the past decade. The collectibles market is becoming more accessible for retail investors as well, but liquidity remains a problem in some areas of the market. Although their prices can be hard to predict, the value of these items is expected to appreciate over time, providing returns greater than the inflation rate. Wine and watches were the collectibles du jour last year. But what about this year? After all, we're also staring down the barrel of a recession. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips to help you on your money-managing and wealth-growing journey. I'm your host, correspondent Howie Lim. And helping us today, Nanette Heschler-Fedev, Chief Investment Officer for the EMEA Region and Global Head Economics and Research of Credit Suisse. So collectibles have proven to be a significant asset class to complement financial portfolios, but the impression is only for the wealthy, high net wealth individuals. What about for the mass affluent or us regular folk? Can it work for us as well? It does not take great fortune to constitute a great collection, but oftentimes it's true that you find the great collectors among quite fortunate individuals. For investment returns, one has to realize that collections are taking value as a function of their rarity, as a function also of something that is sought after. And therefore, there is an aspect of exclusivity which is oftentimes related to luxury items that requires a certain financial wealth to participate. What we have seen last year during the COVID pandemic is that affordable collectibles, if you like, for example, amid segments like luxury handbags or items in hand wrist watches, for example, or also medium price art that has been sold over e-channels has been particularly attractive for new collectors. Despite the pandemic, it looks like collectibles, transactions and sales volumes and the actual returns on collectibles sold have risen in 2021. But what about inflation? How much of an impact has it had or will it have on the collectibles market? Collectibles have enjoyed a rebound during 2021 and have started also quite strongly in the first half of 2022. And I think there is something like a lagged effect here. Remember, during the pandemic, a lot of in-person events at which typically collectibles are also sold and transacted did not take place. And so there was a bit of a catch-up effect here. 
But inflation, as is one of the new developments of 2022, has a very different impact on collectibles depending on what you you are talking about. Some collectibles are real stores of value. This would be the case for jewelry and watches in particular. So these are real assets. And the fact that they're real assets, they can hold their value even in periods of more elevated inflation. But then there is going to be the reckoning of just simply the business cycle and the fact that we are now entering a period of slower growth. And that is going to be at least as important for how collectibles are going to fare in the next few months as inflation is now. So it looks like investors who took a punt on collectibles, betting their worth would outpace inflation, have been right. This has continued into 2022, but for how much longer will this go on? We're seeing negative movement in the secondary luxury watch market already. This tension between, on the one hand, the impact of rising prices, rising interest rates, and then on the other hand, on how the business cycle is going to affect demand is just one that is going to accompany us for the next few months. Take a minute to think about it. When prices are up in all categories of goods and consumer expenses, then luxury items tend to be a bit more disfavored. So we all to be expecting volatility throughout 2022 and really 2023, but this volatility will also give us opportunity to consider some collectibles, especially as most investors are guided by their passions more than by investment returns when they take exposure to a collectible. And so it will be also the pleasure of just owning this collectible and enjoying it over the longer term. Each collectibles category has a different risk return profile that will allow it to perform under different scenarios. Some tend to suffer in high inflation regimes. Rising interest rates are not so much of a headwind for collectibles, with a number of fine art categories performing better in high rate regimes than in low rate regimes. And some categories just don't respond to inflation or rising prices. Collectibles can be categorized as financial assets can through their properties across different inflation regimes, different interest rate regimes, and also different points in the business cycle. Let me take one concrete example. Classic cars tend to be countercyclical. When the economy slows, this is one of the asset classes that has, at least in the past, proven relatively resilient. So if we are anticipating the next months and and perhaps even the whole of 2023 to be a much slower year in terms of economic activity, then that is going to have a different impact on classic cars there that are perhaps going to just replicate the resilience of past years. And in opposition to that, if you look at fine art, which tends to be one of the more pro-cyclical asset classes or categories of collectibles, this is swinging with the business cycle. So when we are having a slower growth, it tends to, with a certain time lag, also feed into areas of fine art. So we have found, for example, Latin American and American art to be particularly sensitive to the business cycle. So you can see that there are very different properties 
activities across the cycle, depending on each collectible. And then also their responses to inflation tends to be different. So we regard as stores of value, for example, actually luxury handbags and watches and jewelry, while areas that tend to be really quite responsive to inflation and suffer from it are, among others, fine wines as well. Still to come, should we be guided by passions more than returns? Are collectibles really good inflation hedges? And if so, which categories? Market Focus is your weekly look at markets in Singapore, the region, and beyond. From the Business Times podcast editor Clarissa Montero, the BT News Desk, and the Singapore Exchange. Every Friday at 2 p.m., go to bt.sg slash podcasts to download. And now, back to Money Hacks from the Business Times. Scarcity gets a premium price when inflation kicks in, or so we thought. Demand tends to rise as prices do, the so-called Veblen effect. Is it then possible to spot which category of collectibles might be on the rise and worth looking into as investors keep an eye on developing global conditions? After all, we're often told past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Should we be guided by passions more than returns? This is a general discipline that investors must have with any investment. You know, the past serves as a rough guide, but then there are always differences in every single situation that are likely to lead to a different result. So the starting point for any collector above and beyond just the investment side is that it has to respond to a passion and also a deep interest in the collectible, which is a deep knowledge of the collectible. The second point is that collectibles react differently in different situations. And so there is for collectors also a decision to make over time. Is there a particular time when a collectible will be in the down phase? And so for a long-term investor will constitute a good opportunity to add some of the missing parts of a collection. But then again, there will also be instances, for example, associated with succession, where one generation passes on to the next generation a collection, and where oftentimes then decisions are made to also sell parts of the collections. For them as well, the timing issue is going to be very important. So this discipline to approach collectibles must be really the same as for any financial asset and just understanding better the properties of each collectible in different moments of the economy is part of that deep understanding. And we always come back to the questions, should you invest for passion or for profit? Can you make a profit if you're passionate about a category of collectibles? Or if we're only supposed to invest in what we know, what if we just want to look at, drive or drink the investment? It is clear that some investments are made to last and others have a sort of maturity. Just think about fine wines, for example. 
you will not be able to uphold neither the experience of drinking the wine nor actually the value of the wine once it passes a certain maturity. So for that, I think there are really some assets that have a maturity and others that are there to transcend a very long time. Take art, take also stores of value like jewelry and watches. These are made to last and then their value depends on how fashion also is evolving and therefore the value of the scarcity that they represent. I mean, some areas of collectibles used to be very, very hot in terms of just the demand created 20 or 30 years ago. And then tastes and also developments of human society has led demand to a different area. And this is what collectors need to understand. So there is also a generational effect in there. And collectibles, therefore, have to be managed actively, perhaps just with a longer time horizon, but still managed actively if they are approached uniquely from an investor standpoint as opposed to a standpoint of making an impact on, for example, heritage, on cultural contributions. You know, many big collectors are very interested in creating a legacy with their collections, in making also more broadly population groups enjoy the cultural aspect of their collections. So all of that, I think, is part of the decision-making of a collector. So we need the bullet. Would collectibles in general be a good hedge against inflation? It depends. It depends on the collectible. So we have found that for a hedge against inflation in general, luxury handbags would probably be a yes. But then if you look at areas of fine art, for example, American art or Latin American art, the answer would be, based on the past, no. We've been discussing how the collectibles markets have been impacted by soaring inflation with Nanette Heschlefederb, Chief Investment Officer for the EMEA region and Global Head Economics and Research of Credit Suisse. And that's a wrap for Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times. I'm correspondent Howie Lim. Till next time. That was a podcast from The Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast or, via the Google Voice Assistant Amazon-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3 you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.